1: Welcome to Money Matters with Mike, with your host, Mike Zaino. Get set for a full hour of financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. Mike works hard each day to educate Americans like you on how to reach the financial freedom they've worked so hard for, and he can help you, too. So now, let's start the show.
2: Here's Mike Zaino. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's Mike Zano coming to you from Fort Mill, South Carolina. Happy Saturday, people. What a great day to be alive in these United States of America. Money Matters with Mike is a show that is designed to arm you with information and give you plenty of meat on the bone each and every single week to chew on, okay? And today we're absolutely bringing it again. We're going to continue our discussion on the Smart Retirement Plan series. And as always, I have the distinct honor and privilege of being joined by the one, the only, my co-host and producer extraordinaire, Mr. Matt McClure. Matt, how you doing today, sir?
0: I'm doing great, Mike. I'm just a button pusher, basically. I don't know. Uh, you know I guess I'm extraordinary at that. I think that's all I can say, really.
2: <laughs> hey, man, you make this show <laughs> happen. That makes you super extraordinary to me.
0: <laughs> hey, there we go. Yeah, I, w- I'll, I won't sell myself short then, but I appreciate it. I appreciate it very much. And yeah, no, we do have we got a lot coming up here on the show, uh, really a lot to cram in. And I almost hesitate to tease what's coming up because I don't know if we're going to get to it all. There's so much uh, and, and it's only an hour. So, you know, we've, we've got like an trying to cram an hour and a half show into an hour size bag or whatever that metaphor is but uh that that's what we're going to do and yeah the the uh, smart retirement plan series is going to continue we're going to talk some about taxes some smart tax strategies for you um also uh, do a little smart review smart rule following smart income uh if we get to it (laughs) we've also got a a good topical inflation demonstration this time around too where we're going to talk about super bowl ticket prices yikes Um, And then going to review Secure Act 2.0 as well uh, and and just kind of hit the high points of that discussion we had last time. Uh, So like I said, a lot to get to and um, it's going to be it's going to be fun and it's going to be educational, which is which is really the point. Right.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. That's the whole point of the show.
0: That's right. Just to teach people um, how to make their situation better and uh, how they can go about getting help with their particular financial situation. Uh, you can go to moneymatterswithmike.com. That's one of the ways that you can do it, folks. That's moneymatterswithmike, all one word, uh, com. You can also call Mike Zeno at 704-560-1573, 704-560-1573. He has his phone with him at all times, including this very second But if you call him right now during the show, it'll be after the show when it gets back to you, okay? I'll tell you that. Uh, You can also listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. I'm talking Apple, Spotify, iHeart, all the biggies there. Uh, Go and search for Money Matters with Mike. Subscribe to us, Uh, leave us a rating, reach out to us, send us a message. We absolutely love hearing from our listeners. Well, so, okay, as I said, Mike, a lot coming up over this next hour. So let's get it started with our quote of the week.
1: And now for some financial wisdom, it's time for the quote of the week.
0: Well, our words of wisdom this time around might come from Will Robinson and no, not Will Robinson from Lost in Space. You know, it's not it's not danger, Will Robinson. Uh, This is uh, the author, Will Robinson, and he said, quote, financial fitness is not a pipe dream or a state of mind. It's a reality if you're willing to pursue it and embrace it. And I think very uh,
2: wise words there. Pursuing and embracing. You know, those are those are things we talk about all the time. You go after what you want. And uh, I know last week we had really just touched on a topic as far as uh, smart tax, where you're able to divest the IRS from your retirement accounts. What does that mean? It means kick them out. Okay, get rid of them. Um, And and we didn't really go too much into depth or detail on the two strategies that'll help you to do that. So in today's meat on the bone section, that's what really where I want to concentrate on. And that's those two strategies to help kick the IRS out of your retirement plan.
1: Hungry for something to chew on? Here's some meat on the bone.
2: The first one, we've talked about this before, is the Roth IRA, okay? And a Roth IRA is a type of individual retirement account that allows you to contribute after-tax dollars to an account that then grows tax-free for the rest of its life. This means that you pay taxes on your money when you contribute to the account upfront. But you never have to pay taxes on that money again, especially when you go to withdraw it during retirement. So that makes these things huge in that future tax increases won't affect or should not affect uh, this portion of your portfolio. And so, again, some of those benefits tax free withdrawals, withdrawals from the Roth IRA in retirement are tax free, which means you don't have to pay the taxes on the money that you take out of that account. A lot of folks have traditional IRAs. Well, if you have room in your tax bracket to do what's known as a Roth conversion, okay, if you're eligible, you can convert your traditional IRA into a Roth IRA, which can obviously be beneficial for you if you expect your tax rate to be higher um, or the same even in retirement. And remember, we can't predict future tax uh, hikes by the United States government. An advantage of this is that there's no age limit for contributions. Unlike a traditional IRA, you don't have to worry about what age you are. As long as you have earned income, you can contribute to a Roth IRA. And unlike a traditional IRA, There are no RMDs and those are called required uh, minimum distributions and the Secure Act 2.0 that we're going to touch on a little later in the show has now changed that age if you haven't started taking them this year to 73 and eventually we'll push it out to 75. So with the Roth IRA, you have a potential for compound growth because that money is growing tax free, which means the money in the account. Grows faster than a traditional IRA or a taxable investment account. You also have liquidity, which means that you can withdraw your contributions to a Roth IRA at any time. Although you will owe taxes and penalties on the earnings of that money only if you withdraw them before age 59 and a half. After 59 and a half, no taxes, no penalties. Okay. So from an estate planning standpoint, Roth IRA assets can be passed on to beneficiaries without the need to pay those taxes on the inherited assets that's number one probably one of the best ways um well there's only two so it's definitely one of the best ways to make sure that you're kicking the irs out of your retirement plan the other way is through life insurance and most people when they hear life insurance they think of death insurance okay it is very important to know what type of life insurance policies are available and which policy type is right for you Life insurance can obviously help support your family when you pass away, but it can also provide living benefits and income if used as a tool, okay? So there are different types of uh, life insurance. The first type is permanent life insurance, and that's permanent in that it lasts you for the rest of your life. A lot of people think that it's called whole life. Well, that is one type of whole life, but then there's also one called universal life, that has some additional flexibility. And then another one called indexed universal life that even has more flexibility. So if you've ever read uh, re- read books, right, if you read books, and you've ever read a book called The Power of Zero, The Retirement Miracle, Stress-Free Retirement, Tax-Free Retirement, Be Your Own Bank, Bank on Yourself, Infinite Banker, like I can go on and on and on. All of these books have been written on specifically the indexed universal life insurance policy and how to utilize that as a tool to not only give you death benefit protection to not only give you access to your death benefit while you're still alive if you have a need for chronic critic or terminal illness or assisted living or in-home health care or nursing home care you can actually tap into the death benefit but then they can also be used as a tax-free income stream in retirement. So the bottom line when it comes to life insurance folks is that don't look at it as, as a, as a ugh, just another bill you got to pay. There are people who dump thousands upon thousands of dollars in these on a monthly basis, monthly basis, okay, to utilize it as a tool instead of contributing to an a Roth IRA. If you're income restricted, right? Forbes magazine calls the IUL, it's the rich person's Roth. So these two things are some, you know, some of the uh, ways, or the only two ways that you want to make sure you are pursuing inside of retirement, because you can kick the IRS out of your retirement accounts altogether.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and people don't, uh, as you say there, Mike, really associate life insurance with uh, retirement by and large, but. Many, many books, as you say, have been written on it, and uh, it's it can be a big part of your retirement. and that that you know tax free portion of the equation uh, is really, really enticing for it, a, a lot of people.
2: It is, and it's never too early to get it, you know, it's 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 funny there i've I've shared this before. I had a plan to do this type of life insurance when I turned fifty. And then the month before I turned fifty, I had a kidney transplant. So guess what? I can't qualify for life insurance anymore. So the younger you are, all right, the younger that you are, the more uh, of a chance you're going to have to qualify. If you have children, grandchildren, even, can you imagine starting one of these for one of your grandkids so that by the time they're in their 60s and they've had 40 or 50 years worth of compound growth? We're talking millions, folks, as far as the ability to withdraw uh, during their during their retirement. I mean, it makes a huge difference.
0: It really does. And, um, you know, folks, if you want to find out more about how you can utilize uh, these types of uh, accounts or investment vehicles uh, for your retirement, Uh, go to moneymatterswithmike.com, reach out uh, there. You can schedule a free consultation. We'll talk more about that during the show as well. Or call Mike at 704-560-1573. You can also hit us up on social media. You can go to Facebook, uh, search for Money Matters with Mike. We'll pop up right there. And uh, you can can reach out there and see videos from the show. can comment and can can interact there as well. So yeah, it, it's a it's a great place to go also on Facebook um, and uh, subscribe to the page there for the show too, because we want to want to get those subscriber numbers going.
2: Absolutely. And remember the quote that Will Robinson said, you know, that financial fitness is not a pop, pipe dream. It's that state of mind. So if you are willing to both pursue it and embrace it, the Roth IRA and life insurance are two great tools for you to use in retirement to kick that IRS out.
0: Absolutely, and, and kicking the IRS out sounds like a good idea. I'm sure it uh, it is. Um, so, so here we go as we move along in the show, Mike, with our market update section. Now, as we talk about uh, some recent developments from the Federal Reserve, um, not not this past week, but just a few days before that, uh, the Fed actually approved a quarter of a percentage point hike. Uh, in their benchmark interest rate, 25 basis points, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about that and what it really means when it comes to people who are uh, planning or investing for their retirement right now.
2: Well, I mean, a couple of things, right? I mean, the Federal Reserve said last Wednesday, okay, that it was raising the short-term borrowing rate, that that quarter of a point, um, it, because it it's their attempt to slow inflation. Okay, inflation was out of hand, especially last year. Got to a four-decade all-time high. You know that we've seen in the past uh, forty years, and so they've put forward a string of these borrowing cost increases as it tries to slice, slice. <laughs> hello, the first day with my new tongue. Slice those price hikes, okay, by slowing the economy and choking off demand. And and this approach, however, risks tipping the United States economy into a recession and putting millions of people out of work, okay? That's their effort to cool the economy and dial back inflation. But it's a very, very uh, double-edged sword, if you will, Matt.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing is trying to strike this balance, right, between, you know, slowing down the economy enough so that inflation comes down uh, so, so you're trying to tamp down demand, the demand side of the supply and demand equation, um, to to match the supply side, really, which has had, of course, its struggles over the past couple of years, um, as as we all know. Uh, yeah. But um, trying to trying to tamp down that demand so that things kind of balance out, but you don't want to go too far. So that you take an over, overheated economy and uh, really, you know, flip it on its head and turn it the other way. Yeah. Uh, it really is a balancing act.
2: It, it is. And, and you know, the, 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 their fear is putting us into a deeper recession. You know, if, if you listen to uh, to the folks out in Washington, they're denying the fact that we're in a recession. But the very definition of being in a recession is what? Two declining quarters of gross domestic product. And guess what we've had? Two declining quarters of gross domestic product. So we are in a a recession. It's just how deep does that recession go and how are you who are listening able to best protect and insulate your retirement accounts from the effects, the negative effects, the potentially catastrophic effects of a recession?
0: Yeah, absolutely. As we all remember, I think back to 2008 um, and, and really, you know, I like to and- forget. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, can, excuse me, excuse me, doctor. Can you wipe my memory of just uh, the, the yeah. financial markets in 2008? I would love it. And all in 2022, basically, too, uh, when we had the, all the volatility last year. Uh, wow. But hopefully things are uh, headed in a better direction as we go deeper into 2023. Amen. Um, well, speaking of last year, Mike, of course, very late in the congressional session, and by late, I mean uh, uh, close to the last day of December of, <laughs> of last year, uh, the security. Pure Act 2.0 passed in Congress uh, and was signed into law. Um, Let's go through, we we went through it in depth last week, but I think it bears repeating because uh, we just want to really drive home some of these changes because they're really important um, to what uh, what it means for people in their retirement. So hit the highlights here for
2: us. If you- I, th- I think uh, some of the biggest highlights, I'll discuss them. I'll start with number one, required minimum distributions. And for those of you who don't know what they are, you haven't listened to this show because we talk about them a lot. But uh, required minimum distributions are from your tax deferred account. So if you have an IRA, if you have an old 401k or an employer-sponsored plan like a you know 401 or 403b or TSP or If you're a federal employee, right? If you don't need that money, if you've done a good job planning and your pension, if you're lucky to have one, or your social security and other investments, if that money is enough and you don't need to touch those IRAs, when you turn now 73, the IRS comes knocking at your door saying, gimme, 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 all right, with their big greedy paws out. And what they're looking for are you, they're going to force you to take money out of those tax deferred accounts. Why? to collect the minimum taxes by forcing you to take it out. So that used to be 70 and a half. The original Secure Act pushed it to 72. Now it's 73 and it will eventually be pushed out to age 75 by the time the year 2033 rolls around. So that's a big deal because with the age for RMDs increasing, We're gonna suggest that you actually let your money grow if you can afford to postpone taking money and withdrawing from those accounts from an income perspective, okay? One of the things with regard to the RMDs as well is that the penalty for failing to make the correct RMD, that used to be the largest penalty in the IRS's arsenal. It was 50%, that's a five zero, 50%. They have decreased that to 25%. And then even decreases further to 10% if you correct it, but you obviously must file the corrected uh, amended tax return. Okay. Um, Another thing that changed due to the SECURE Act are catch-up contributions. So those are going to increase in 2025 for 401Ks, for 403Bs, for all governmental plans, uh, as well as IRA account holders, which gives pre-retirees more room to catch up and save. Okay. And this one, I absolutely love. Those of you who saved money in 529 college saving plans for your children um, and they didn't use all of that money or they decided that college wasn't for them and they took a different path. Well, now after that money has been in those plans for at least 15 years, all of the assets left over in those 529 plans can be rolled over into a Roth IRA for the beneficiary Obviously, they're still subjected to the annual Roth IRA contribution limits, and they have a lifetime contribution limit of $35,000. But that in and of itself is huge, folks, for your kids. Yeah, it so absolutely is. It is. So bottom line there is, we. you know, let me help you navigate these new changes and and I'm always going to strive to help our our prospects and our clients adapt to the ever-changing landscape of taxes and public policy.
0: And that's the thing that is you know, as we we taught in the in the sort of financial world, we talk about all the different risks that people face. Yeah. And and legislative risk is definitely a big one uh, because the rules and the laws and the regulations, they're always changing and you never kind of know exactly. What's going to change, you know, something might be um, worked into a bill that has absolutely nothing to do with the thing that changes and it's just sort of hidden in there. And uh, oh, wait, this law, this regulation changed. Having someone who knows what in the world they're talking about and and does this every day uh, for a living is so helpful and I think really needed for a lot of people
2: today. No, I, I agree 100%. And that's why I make myself available. If you have a question, pick up a phone and call me, reach out on on the website, you know, DM me on Facebook. If you have, there's lots of ways to get a hold of me, and I promise you I I will get back to you. If
0: you're not reaching out to Mike Zeno, um that's that's why you haven't heard from him because if you do reach out to him He's going to get back to you if he doesn't immediately just pick up the phone when you call. Um, no doubt. There we no go.
2: doubt. Another thing too, if, if you have questions that you want addressed on air, if you think that could help a lot of folks too, then, you know, send in your questions. And the best way to do that is definitely on the website at moneymatterswithmike.com and just fill out the contact us page. Any questions you guys send in, we'll be sure to address and answer on future episodes.
1: Want to know where your hard earned money is going? It's time for an inflation demonstration.
0: So, Mike, I hear that there is uh, there's a football game uh, coming up here. A pretty Um, big one. Yeah, yeah, I I think it is anyway. uh, It's the Super Bowl, of course, it's out in it's out in Phoenix this year. And uh, it is going to be a a big uh, a big game. Obviously, it is every year It's like the one of the most watched TV events of the year, if not the most watched. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't understand just from from myself how they can get tens of thousands of people to fill a stadium to watch the game when the prices are as high as they are. And that is the subject of today's inflation demonstration. Um, Go go, kind of run through this list here for us, Mike, because it's a. Astonishing.
2: It is okay. The Super Bowl kicked off way back in 1967, and many of our listeners were around back then. And, and, and if you wanted to attend the Super Bowl, it, it cost you a whopping ten dollars per ticket to go see Super Bowl number one. Fast forward a decade okay and it doubled in price in super bowl 10 now that was 1976 they it went from ten dollars to twenty dollars well let's go another decade forward to to super bowl 20 in 1986 and they had more than tripled they were 75 dollars back in 1986 but still heck you and your spouse or you and a buddy could go and it cost a whopping 150 bucks pretty good deal (laughs) Another 10 years pass by, comes 1996. Now they jumped up more than tripled again to $350 a piece. Then go another 10 years, Super Bowl 40, 2006. They doubled $700 a piece. That's nosebleed seats, people. Okay. <laughs> by 2016 and Super Bowl 50, that $700 became $2,500 per ticket. And Matt, Super Bowl 57 is this year, like you said, here in 2023 in Phoenix, Arizona. Tickets start. The starting price is $5,400. How in the world do they fill an entire stadium with tens of thousands of people who have an extra $5,400 to go see a game that lasts about two and a half to three and a half hours? (laughs) Wow. Wow.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, just almost no words here uh, to to, because, you know, that jump from, say, 2006 to 2016, that's where it just starts to get stupid. You know, I mean, it's like just just uh, like grew almost exponentially the price there. And then now, just since 2016, has um, more than doubled the price starting at fifty four hundred dollars. Uh, you know, we talked on last week's show about how um, there was uh, some inflation, obviously, with uh, some food prices for people's Super Bowl parties at home. And I think, especially after seeing these prices, I'm like, well, you're getting the better deal if you sit at home and you watch it on your big screen TV, even with some prices of food items that have gone up.
2: Brother, I will be on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: and be both. I'll on be the on the couch, couch with some chicken wings and an adult <laughs> beverage.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, buddy.
0: Oh, there we go. Well, that is our inflation demonstration. And um, as we continue with our smart retirement plan series now, that's going to take up uh, pretty much the rest of the show, the chunk of the show today, the biggest chunk that is. Um, And we're going to go with our smart review first. That's the next step in our smart retirement plan series here. It's an important step, Mike, because it really does involve taking this comprehensive look by not only just by yourself, but by a a third party, someone who uh, is an expert in this field who can come in and review your finances.
2: Matt, you know, we we say a lot, you should should inspect what you expect, right? And part of that in the smart review process is you need to review the performance of your investments. I, I know a lot of people just kind of stick their head in the ground and hope and pray. Well, hoping and praying is not a strategy when it comes to your investments for retirement, okay? So if you're not looking at this stuff on a quarterly, semi-annual, or at an absolute minimum annual basis to ensure that you're staying on the right track to meet your goals, okay? Um, I'm here to help you. We all need to retire someday. And that's why we want to help each and every one of you retire better. So, you know, my commander in chief when I served in the United States Army was Ronald Reagan, and he used to say trust but verify. So, you know, give me a call for a for a full retirement plan consultation. I'll help you do that at absolutely no cost. Okay. And no obligation. Okay. You're only going to work with me if it's better for you. I can look at your complete financial situation Um, closely examine anything that you might currently have going on how much you're paying in fees help you cut unnecessary costs from iras if you have annuities you may have one of the old kind that that, that's not the best kind anymore and we can look at different options for those we can help you with social security planning with medicare planning and bottom line is we're going to compare your current situation to It's possible if you work with us. And, and I talked about the hoping and praying and the sticking your head in the sand. Well, I know a lot of advisors out there last year were sticking their head in the sand, Matt. And if you out there listening haven't heard from your advisor lately, please pick up a phone, talk to us, get a second opinion. I want to help set you on the path to the retirement that you've always dreamed of.
0: Yeah, when a lot of those uh, advisors and other financial pros saw these big uh, double-digit losses in the major indexes last year, it's, uh, you know, it caused them to put their head in the sand. And um, that was really the only thing that they could do. It was, the, it was their natural reaction. and But it wasn't the, the necessarily the right thing to do because those are the times, really, when you need guidance and when you need to know that somebody is actually uh, has actually has your back and is watching out for you in your particular financial situation in the good times it's pre- it's pretty easy yeah but you, in those difficult times it's it's hard
2: yeah matt you should never judge a captain in calm seas okay yeah. and and for the better part of the last you know 12 years from 2010 to 2020 the seas were really calm a monkey could have made money in the market by investing in you know mutual funds or you know index funds or what have you but now that we have volatility and volatility is back and a normal part of the market, you need to make sure that you're working with somebody that actually can help you navigate that and and look at ways to protect your hard earned savings. Okay, you should never pay somebody to lose your money.
0: Right. And that's something too, I think that's important to remind the listeners, Mike, is that prior to the recovery after the Great Recession, the market volatility was a thing. But then we had that long stretch. Where it was just this slow and steady growth, and there'd be a little bit of volatility here or there, but nothing like mm-hmm. what we had seen before, certainly nothing like what we were seeing uh, in, in recent uh, months and years. Um, but it is a normal part of the markets over their history.
2: Yeah, people were lulled to sleep during that 10 year period. They really were, Matt. And now that it is back, the likelihood of us getting another 10 year period like we had from 2010 to 2020. Hey, it had never happened before. So the likelihood of it happening again is slim to none. Okay, now my crystal ball. It's been broken for a long, long time, Matt. I know yours has. We've had this discussion before. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But, you know, past performance is not indicative of future results. That's on every single, you know, uh, prospectus that you have out there. But, I mean, the bottom line is it just doesn't happen. And it happened once. So the likelihood of it happening again, you know, don't count on it. And this is where you really need to make sure that the people you have managing your money can protect those dollars into retirement to guarantee that you never run out of money and that is my specialty guaranteeing people never run out of money while they need it
0: yeah and and hey i, I if that sounds like something that's good to you folks just reach out i mean it's it's that easy and a, there's no obligation there once again moneymatterswithmike.com is the website 704-560-1573 is the phone number. Well, okay, so that is smart review, getting that expert set of eyes on your uh, your, you know, assets, your retirement plan, whatever financial plan you have in place right now. That's the smart review part. So here's the part. It, it doesn't sound fun when when I when I say this smart rule following. You're like, oh, God, i have to, <laughs> I have to follow the rules now. But this is these they're more guidelines than, than they are rules. They're not like, you know, don't no running in the halls, kids. It's not that kind of rule. Yeah. They're actually rules that can be helpful.
2: <laughs> they, they, they are, Matt. And so when we talk about smart rule following, right, I know a lot of folks out there want to be rebels. I, I was probably one of those. I'm a, my wife calls me a challenger. If something is you know, stated, my first thing is, why? Right? I want to know the why behind what is stated, but you know, the first one is called the rule of 100, and that's a very simple but effective way to help diversify your investments and plan for retirement. And the way it works is that you take uh, the total of an individual's age plus their percentage uh, of investments in stocks, and you make sure that it doesn't go over 100, for an example. If you are 30 years old, then 70% of your portfolio should be allocated to equities, to stocks, okay? And if you are 80 years old, no more than 20% should be allocated toward those risky things. So as you age, your percentage of investments in stocks and equities should decrease so that your total age plus your percentage of investments in stocks and equities does not exceed 100. And the benefit of that rule is that you're able to reduce the risk by limiting your exposure to market volatility, the closer you get to retirement. Because when you're still young, and you still have decades to go before you retire, you want some risk in your portfolio, that is how you are going to capitalize on market gains, and you still have time to make up for those market losses. However, When you are in the retirement red zone five years before, five years immediately following retirement, you can't afford to lose. And so this can help you protect your retirement savings and ensure that you have enough money to last through uh, the entirety of your retirement years.
0: Yeah, we talk about a lot, you know, whether... Uh, you have a retirement income gap, or a, or an a in- an income surplus, and we uh, you know always say like, okay, do you have more month than money? You also don't want to have more uh, retirement than money um, if you want to you know, scale it out like that uh, and think about it that way. And that's sort of what this uh, this rule of one hundred when you're when you're in that accumulation phase can really sort of help you as a general you know kind of guideline there um, help you with that that asset allocation so you know okay, am I taking too much risk, not enough risk? And then kind of hone it in and, and, you know, based on your personal risk tolerance and all of that, working with someone who's a professional in this field can kind of determine what, you know, you want your particular portfolio to look like.
2: Right, because somebody who's 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 even is going to have an entirely different risk tolerance than somebody who's 65 or 70 or 75, right? Those people are in retirement and can't afford to lose
0: yeah absolutely so well okay so that is uh, the rule of 100 here uh, talk now about the four percent rule i know this is one that um that we have we've discussed we've discussed all these pre- previously on the show but the four percent rule is one that i think people might um be like it does is that going to make sense for me and this might be the one that they kind of need a little bit more guidance through for their individual situation Anyway.
2: yeah so so the four percent rule is is a very popular rule of thumb uh, for retirees to follow when it comes to managing their money. And it, it basically suggests that you should withdraw no more than 4% of your retirement savings on an annual basis in order to maintain your nest egg. I mean, if you really break it down, 4% will last 25 years. 4 times 25 equals 100. 4% times 25 years equals 100% of your money over that time span. Now that that makes two very bold assumptions. Number 1, you're not making any money. And number 2, and more importantly, you're not losing any money. So if your money is in a vacuum, if you take 4%, it will last you 24 or excuse me 25 years. And while the exact 4% withdrawal rate may vary upon an individual's financial situation, it's generally accepted as a safe way to ensure that your retirement savings will last throughout your retirement. And as with any rule, though, there are exceptions, Matt. So depending on the situation, right? Some experts suggest that you abide by a 3% rule. So if you're retiring a lot earlier, if you're gonna retire in your 50s, then you may only wanna start taking 3%. And that's considered a safer way to keep track of your money, Um, especially with the current inflation rate, with current uh, uncertain market conditions, withdrawing 3% may be a much safer uh, way to go because here's what you don't wanna do. If your money is exposed to market volatility, you do not want to withdraw 4% and then also lose money to the market because if that happens, again, especially in those first few years of retirement, your money won't last. Pure and simple, it just won't. Okay, And what happens is, is, when do most people want to go and do stuff? Well, it's those first 10 years in retirement. We call those the go-go years. The next 10 years, they're the slow-go years. The last 10 years are the no-go years. So if you're wanting to finance your go-go years and you're withdrawing and you're losing guess what it's never going to last so develop a plan uh four percent rule is a pretty good one but if you really want to hone it in make sure you get in contact with me for sure
0: yeah that's definitely one of those that is uh is one of those guidelines and then you know so we got okay rule of 100 four percent rule what about the rule of 72 this is one that i i feel like is um at least in my mind uh, the way i think about it anyway is more of a a tool than a rule really (laughs)
2: It, it is a tool and it was it was invented by a pretty smart guy that I'm sure most of our listeners have heard of. Uh, his name was Albert Einstein. Um, well, he, he devised this uh, straightforward calculation called the rule of 72 that's used to estimate the amount of time it'll take for an investment to double in value. And so to calculate, you divide 72 by an expected rate of return in order to get the number of years that it will take for that investment to double. So for an example, if your expected rate of return is 8%, then it will take nine years. 72 divided by 8% is nine, okay? So the way that you can use it and it is to uh, understand what your individual rates of return on are for your retirement accounts, okay? And so then you can kind of estimate on how long it's going to take each of those accounts to double in value. It can also be used to help you estimate what rate of return is needed in order to achieve a desired goal. So if you wanna double your money in three years, then you're gonna need a 24% return each and every single one of those years, right? 72 divided by three would be 24%. So, you know, the rule of 72 comes in very, very handy when it kinda comes to setting your goals, and seeing where you should be given an expected rate of return.
0: Yeah, so definitely one of those that that can be very helpful in for sort of figuring things out and and getting an idea of where you might be um, in the future or how long it's going to take you, as you say, to reach that goal. Um, and folks, if you want any more information on these rules or um, you know the the ways that they can be used to help you in your retirement or the ways that they can even possibly be bent or broken to uh, help you plan for your retirement, uh, Mike Zeno is the guy to talk to and you can talk to him via moneymatterswithmike.com search for money matters with mike on facebook or call him 704-560-1573 all right so that that's all of the rule following that we have for for you everybody so you can go back to your rebel status now and uh, just cut up all you want um but we're going to talk now about smart income uh in retirement and and Mike, I think uh, that you would agree that there are a lot of people, I think probably too many out there who really believe that when it comes to planning for retirement, they have to have this one big nest egg sort of number in mind, and that that is the major goal. But really, it's, it's more about the income.
2: It is much, much more, Matt, about income in retirement. So one of the things that I help people do is determine what their net numbers are going to be in retirement. What does that mean? Well, that means before you retire, okay, there's a huge difference between eligibility and affordability. Before you retire, please make sure that you're reaching out to me, you're reaching out to any other financial professional so that they can determine whether or not you are actually able to retire. Because when you look at your retirement income and then you subtract all your retirement expenses, again, the goal is to have more money than month. And so you need to have a plan in place that is going to enable you to replace that income and fund those monthly expenses. And keep in mind, some income sources are going to be taxable, okay? Taxes can play a huge and detrimental uh, effect, have a detrimental effect on the amount of income that you're withdrawing from those 401Ks, from those 403Bs, uh, thrift savings plan if you're a federal employee, from the traditional IRAs that you saved in. Why do you think the government gives you an option, okay, to pay me now and pay the seed to go into a Roth or what we'd rather you do is pay me later, okay? Don't worry about it. Don't pay the, the tax on the seed. Go across the field uh and, and and prepare all that soil over there, grow that throughout the 20, 30, 40, 50 years of your life. And then in retirement, we're gonna not gonna tax the, the seed, Matt. We're gonna tax the entire farm. So taxes can have an absolute devastating effect on your retirement income plan, which is more important why you need to have. A smart income plan because there are other sources that provide tax-free income.
0: And, and a lot of people, I think, when when they think about income in retirement, their mind will immediately go to Social Security um, <laughs> because it's that. But you know, it's that benefit we've all paid into. You know, every mm-hmm. time I get out the the uh, the old pay stub or do my taxes every year, I see you know Social Security withdrawals there or, or uh, you know from uh, from the government uh, taken off you know, just shaved right off the top. And um, so that I think is, you know, where people's minds really go, and for good reason, but it's not it's not nearly going to be enough for the vast, 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 vast majority of
2: people. Yeah, I, I pray to God that and if you're a believer, great. If you're if you pray to somebody else, that's great too. But I pray to God that you are not depending upon social security as your only retirement income source. Okay, Social Security, that act was signed into law back in 1935 by President Roosevelt, okay? And the first people started making payments into it um, and and, and were able to get from it in 1940. But guess what, people? Back then, you were supposed to have been dead for four years before you could ever draw out of the Social Security program. Why? Well, the average life expectancy, Matt, was only 58 years of age, um, and you couldn't draw until you were 62. Well, fast forward that to 2023, where you can draw at 62, and people are now living longer than they ever have, although the average life expectancy in the United States at least has decreased a little bit over the past couple of years, mainly due to COVID, right? But people are living well into their 80s. And back then when Roosevelt signed it into uh, uh, in, into law, there were three people paying in for every one person taking out. Now you've got 40 people taking out for every one person putting in. And so Social security is one of the largest government programs in the world and over 176 million people paid social security taxes last year or excuse me in 2021. And then last year, more than 65 and a half million Americans were receiving social security benefits. So as the life expectancy of Americans increases, there are huge concerns that the program is not going to be able to support retirees with less people actually in the workforce i know that the last statement that i got uh, according to the social security board of trustees they had estimated that the funds the social security funds would be depleted by 2034 all right that's 11 years from now and that they'd only be able to pay out about 77 percent of the scheduled benefits so if you are depending on that, um, you're in trouble. I'm just being honest and you need help, okay? So make sure you pick up the phone and let's get you a plan.
0: Yeah. And and that's the thing that we, you have to keep in mind is that, as we said earlier, with, uh, you know, legislative talking about legislative risk and how, uh, you know, changes to uh, different rules and regulations could affect your retirement planning. Um, this is also one of those as well. And it's it's like, uh, you know, we see the warning signs out in front of us in the future. This is mm-hmm. kind of one of those things that we can sort of see in the haze of our crystal ball. Um, it's, you know, what's exactly going to happen? Who knows? but. That danger is certainly there for those benefits to at least be significantly decreased,
2: either decreased or, you know, th- we talk about the, the full retirement age. And we're going to get to this here in a little bit. But, you know, when it comes to Social Security, full retirement age, it used to be 65. Well, then they pushed it to 66 and then 66 in some months and then 67. You know, right now it's between 66 and 67 that's full retirement age where you actually get 100% of your benefit if you take it before that age you're getting you know pennies on the dollar at that point so my belief this is just Mike Zano's opinion nowhere have i seen this in writing um, they're going to have to push the needle. And and it wouldn't surprise me if they push it to 70 to 75, like literally out that far because they have to make the money last somehow, uh, or they can raise the social security taxes, right? Government only, we've talked about this before, has two choices, spend less, which they're never going to do, or tax more. Social security be one of those ways.
0: Yeah, it's true. And, and that's... Um... Uh, kind of a wake up call, I think, for a lot of people who are looking at their retirement right now uh, and saying, okay, what's going to be, if I'm, am I relying too much on that? Um, but talk about a, a little bit more about Social Security as it stands now, that sort of the eligibility. We we're talking about the, you mm-hmm. know, how the full retirement age and all of that. Kind of run us through more, a few more of the basics here.
2: Yeah. So basics with Social Security. So as long as you've been contributing to Social Security uh, for at least 10 years, as soon as you hit age sixty-two, you are eligible to uh, draw benefits. Now, if you take it at sixty-two, you're giving the government a twenty-five percent discount because you're only going to get seventy-five percent of your benefit. However, if you wait until your full retirement age, that's your FRA, that gives you increased monthly benefits. So, you know, um, it, it's just going to gradually increase your FRA does for to sixty-seven for those born in nineteen sixty or after. Well, if you were born in 1955, well then you're you're 66 and 2 months. So the longer you wait and dependent upon the year you were born, that's going to determine what your full retirement age is. okay. Spouses can also collect benefits based on their own earnings uh, or their spouse's earnings and sometimes it'll make sense to collect a spousal benefit in order to let theirs continue growing. So the average of money that you can receive from Social Security is determined from the average indexed monthly earnings over the course of your 35 highest earning years. So if you're 65 and you're still working and you're making the most money that you've ever made in your life, that's probably going to supersede a year that you were you know, 20 years old and making a couple grand maybe a year uh, working part-time way back then. Now, for every year you delay in collecting your benefits starting at age 62 all the way up through age 70, your benefit amount increases roughly 8% per year. So if I look at the maximum monthly benefit for somebody who's 62 years of age in 2022, it was $2,364. That's the most they could have gotten at age uh, 62 last year had they waited until age 70, that almost doubles to $4,194. So you can see it is a significant increase. And according to the law of the land, as it stands, as you know, at the as this show, the date of this show, okay, it increases by 8% per year. And the most you can have is at age 70. So there's also an annual cost of living adjustment that ensures your retirement funds don't <clears throat> lose value due to inflation. So that those are some of the basics when it comes to Social Security eligibility, spousal benefits, um, the amount you know increases every year past sixty-two all the way up to age seventy, and the COLAs that are added to uh, the payments so that you can try try to keep up with inflation
0: <laughs> emphasis on try they do you know index that to the you know consumer price index and all that and so it's supposed to go up uh, the same amount as overall inflation but uh, you, you know uh, does it really who knows um <laughs> but uh, so that's kind of the basics there and and so that kind of leads me you know mike to looking at those sort of income uh, levels the maximum benefits and everything and and the increase there which is a great thing um for for people who want to delay until uh, they're uh, 70 you know mm-hmm. and take that that maximum benefit being a higher a percentage eight percent increase each year that they delay um so that it sort of reminds me draws my mind to that retirement income gap concept that i was talking about earlier do you have more money than month or more month than money um and so talk about that i mean it's a big uh, issue. And it's a big fear, I think, for a lot of people who are approaching and
2: or in retirement. Yeah, we talk about the number one fear is, is running out of money, right? That is that is most retirees and most seniors' number one fear, outliving their source of money. Well, according to a, a recent study that we, we saw, 62% of baby boomers believe that Social Security is going to provide at least half of their income during retirement, Matt. That is scary. Okay, your Social Security benefits alone—they're just not going to be able to um, maintain your your current standard of living for most folks. The average monthly benefit is a little over fifteen hundred dollars a month. All right, which is eighteen thousand five hundred ish dollars a year, eighteen grand a year. Um, that's poverty level okay yeah. whereas the the if you're 62 right now the most money that you can get if you take it at 62 like i said was 2364 for last year and and the most is 4194 big big difference now a lot of people will say, I'm just going to do the Steve Miller band. And I'm like, well, what do you mean by that? And they say, I'm going to go on, take the money and run. Right. And <laughs> whoop, whoop. Um, <laughs> But the thing about that is, is got to run the math. You really have to run the math. And, and, and you also need to take a good, hard look at your health. Okay. How many people do you know who've retired and within a year or two, they're dead? Most of those people didn't know they were sick. So I know we don't like to talk about going to the doctor too much. And guys, we don't like to get the Roto Rooter, you know, get that colonoscopy. But, you know, these things are important things as we age because as we age, our bodies break down. Well, here's my challenge to you if you have a clean bill of health from your doctor and you know that you have some decent longevity in your family's history, now your family people live into their 80s or 90s or beyond, then you definitely should think about delaying your social security. If on the other hand, all your people are you know dying there in their early seventies, then, you know, and, and you're not a healthy person, then go on, take the money and run. Okay. But you need to make educated decisions instead of just kind of winging it and flying by the seat of your pants. And I can help guide you through that math and let you know when the break even points would be as far as how many years you'd have to live by delaying Uh, until a certain age in order to make it worth your while. But bottom line is is when 76% of retirees are saying that income stability is a top concern, all right, because they're, they're worried about paying for core expenses, food, clothing, shelter, taxes, healthcare, and other needs plus discretionary expenses like eating out or entertainment or other wants, and, and, and the only guaranteed income source they have is Social Security, um, maybe have a pension. If, if you were fortunate enough to work for one of those companies that offered them, um, guess what? That's going to equal a retirement income gap. And so, you know, there are different steps that you can take to fill that retirement income gap. Number one, make sure that you are saving money during your highest earning years. Number two, uh, review your monthly expenses for any extraneous payments, payments that are just kind of ridiculous that you can get rid of. Number three, consider delaying taking social security, okay? Uh, number four, review your investments and your withdrawal strategy. Here's the thing I find, Matt, most people have a strategy for accumulating their nest egg. They don't have a strategy for the preservation and the distribution, which is known as the decumulating side of um, you know retirement when you're actually withdrawing those funds. Um, Consider investing in annuities to help establish a guaranteed income stream, folks, that you can't outlive. I know annuities get a bad rap, but the truth of the matter is there's over 100 different types of annuities. Some of them I hate and some of them I absolutely love and have my personal family members in as well.
0: Yeah. And so that if it's good enough for Mike Zeno's family, it's good enough for you folks, but it's all about your individual particular situation there. Um, And and I love what you said, Mike, about the decumulation phase. And this just brought to mind something about, uh, you know, planning for retirement being almost like planning for um, a wedding in a way. Whereas, you know, people will will plan, plan, plan or save or or you know have some sort of uh you know, the all these grand plans or heck, run up a bunch of debt to plan to plan for the wedding, to pay for the wedding. Ever all the planning goes into the wedding, maybe the honeymoon uh, for that, you know, week or two after the wedding. And then after that. Uh, we didn't plan for this. We planned for the wedding, <laughs> but but uh, you got all your entire life to live after that.
2: <laughs> yeah. So so you know, at every speaking engagement, I ask people, you know, who here married off a child, and you know, a bunch of hands go up, and I'll ask the women, how long did you you and your daughters plan on 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 your wedding? And some people say, you know, eight months to a year. Some people say a year to two years. I've even had several people say over three years. When you're talking about everything, right? Getting the venue, picking out the dress. Picking out the wedding, uh, you know, decorations. Pick doing the the invites, right? And, and then I la- I look and I say, all right, you spent you know one to three years on average planning for that wedding. How long did the ceremony last? And they go fifteen minutes. And I'm <laughs> like, exactly. Maybe four hours with you know the after party and the celebration, right? People spend more time planning a wedding. Or here's another one: more time planning a one week vacation, Matt, than they do something that lasts them for the rest of their life for example retirement okay that is what i am here for that is my plea to folks out there in the community um i'm here to educate you i'm not here to sell you anything if you appreciate the show uh and and you can you like my demeanor i don't mince words if you're in trouble i'm going to tell you hey let's wake up you're in trouble let's do something about it but then I'm not going to um, be the one that tries to twist your arm and beat you on the head. All right. I'll arm you with all the information you need in order to have a successful retirement. And if you think we can work together, then guess what? We will. And I'll be there for you throughout your retirement. And I'll be there for your kids as well when it comes time to make sure that money transitions to them
0: yeah which is so so important for everybody and and really folks i can attest from working with the guy for quite a while now what you see is what you get with mike zeno he's going to be uh, honest and straightforward with you um about your particular situation uh and and you know he's not going to steer you in in the wrong direction but here's the thing too mike with just the last couple of minutes here of the show left that consultation we mentioned it earlier i want to kind of close out with that because it's important that people know that there is no cost there is no obligation for that it's not like you're gonna go you know meet with mike zeno and then you're you know signing on the dotted line immediately and and signing in blood and all this stuff and and you're in this uh you know long-term agreement right then and there that's not how it works
2: (laughs) i require no fluids (laughs) yes yeah no,
0: no bodily fluids are necessary at all
2: Oh, no doubt. So, so I mean, bottom line, like I've said before, is you're only going to work with me if, if I can do better for you and in, in, in your current situation, even if you have another advisor that's out there, um, get a second set of eyes. It is never a bad idea, right? To get a second opinion. I mean, if you were told that you needed a surgery, you'd probably get a second opinion to make sure, right? Well, I'm not calling myself a surgeon, maybe on the financial side, but, um, There we go. Get a second set of eyes just to make sure that you're at least heading in the right direction.
0: Yeah. And that really is what it's all about. And, uh, you know, in addition to the education that comes along with the show, the help is available there as well. And that's what we're here uh, to let you know uh, out there. As, as we say in listener land, uh, you can go to moneymatterswithmike.com to reach out or you can uh, give Mike a call. Do it do it the old fashioned way, folks. He's got his phone with him all the time. And unless he is just absolutely busy spending time with the family or, or, or uh, you know here on the, on the air or whatever, he's going to answer or get right back to you as soon as he's done with whatever it is. 704-560-1573. 704-560-1573. Well, Mike, that uh, is just about all the time we've got, but I once again have really enjoyed it. I have learned something over this last hour. I know our listeners have as well. So thank you for that knowledge and the passion that you bring. And um, I'll talk to you next time.
2: Absolutely, Matt. Thank you for uh, co-hosting and being my producer extraordinaire. Thank you out there in listener land. Without you guys listening to this show, tuning in each and every single week at nine o'clock in the Charlotte metro area, or if you are listening on podcast or if you're catching up, uh, on past episodes on on moneymatterswithmike.com or you're watching this on, on the socials. Without you guys, this show doesn't exist. So I really do thank you. And if you know anybody that can use a lift for their financial waters, I'm the guy, Mike Zaino. Give me a call. I hope you all have a great week. And as always, make it a great day.
1: Thanks for listening to Money Matters with Mike. You deserve to work with a financial and insurance expert who can offer strategies for protecting and growing your hard-earned money. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit MoneyMattersWithMike.com or pick up the phone and call 704-560-1573. That's 704-560-1573. no responsibility or liability for the content of this message. The information contained herein is provided on an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, timeliness, or the results obtained from the use of this information.